Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live, episode number 237, Q&A with Rob Sherwood, NC0B, and the IC705, recorded live on Thursday, November 19th, 2020. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined... Once again, by Rob Sherwood, NC0B. We'll take your calls in a few minutes. Last week, Marcel Stieber, AI6MS, was here to talk about remote online license testing. If you missed that, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, or you can catch the rebroadcast of this show on WTWW out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, that's 5085 AM, 5.085 megahertz, uh, Saturday afternoons at about 3.30 PM Eastern time. One quick announcement, uh, before we, um, pay some bills here, um, HamSci is looking for volunteers to collect some eclipse data. Now, if you, you haven't heard about the solar eclipse, that's because it's in South America this time. Uh, so, uh, they need some data on that as well as control data. Um, so they're looking for people who can, uh, do some recording. Basically you, you hook, a um, a device up to your radio and record uh, from December 9th through the 16th. And there's going to be a couple of practice runs on November 21st and December 5th. And uh, they're trying to collect propagation data um, when the next eclipse comes through. But again, that won't be visible here in North America. It'll be down in South America. So if you can do that, if you can, uh, record, um, some HF propagation, um, for a week or so, go over to hamsci.org. That's H A M. SCI.org, and uh, you can read more about it and sign up over there. So I'll be back with Rob, 
right after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. Ham for the holidays. ICOM's new ID52A and IC705 give hours of fun and enjoyment working your favorite bands this holiday season. ICOM's newest handheld amateur radio is the ID52A. Larger radio, larger color display, and louder audio. This VHF UHF digital transceiver is much more than just a replacement for the ID51, but also a new way of communicating. This color display is 2.3 inches for exceptional viewability, and the audio is 80% louder. This multifunction dual-band D-Star transceiver supports DR mode for easy access to local repeaters based on internal GPS information, as well as terminal and access point modes. The ID52A also has Bluetooth for audio and data control, providing improved mobility and control. And for the first time in the amateur radio industry, you can now send photos from a connected Android device. Other features include wideband receiver with a guaranteed range of 144 to 148 and 440 to 450 MHz. VHF on both bands, UHF on both bands, and one of each with the dual DV mode. Integrated GPS with grid square locator, micro SD card slot, micro USB. USB for data transfer programming and charge, and it's IPX7 waterproof. The ID52A is the perfect companion to the IC705. Both use compatible batteries and headsets, and you can use the same Android app for D-Star operation. The IC705 is the perfect sidekick for hams that like to enjoy what both the great indoors and outdoors have to offer. It's the perfect QRP companion. Base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable packaging covering HF, 6 meters, 2 meters, and 7 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at just over two pounds with RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz. It has a 4.3 inch touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall, 5 watts with the battery BP272 or 10 watts with a power supply, sideband CW, AM, FM, and full D-Star functions with a touchscreen, micro USB connector, Bluetooth, wireless LAN, integrated GPS and GPS logger, a micro SD card slot, the speaker mic HM243 comes standard and supports QRP operations. And the perfect accessory for the 705 is the optional backpack LC192 with a special compartment for your IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or a day in the park, and it's shipping now. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. What's that call sign again? WB9VPG. That's right, Delium 9 Bainte Pterodactyl Nat, right? You are listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to ICOM America. Be sure to check out their website, icomamerica.com slash amateur. And those two new rigs we were talking about, the uh, IC705 and the ID52A. And all of their gear over at icomamerica.com slash amateur. Ham Talk Live. Comes your way every Thursday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and that's uh, Friday at uh, 0200 Zulu right now. Um, that we've uh, got daylight savings time out of the way. 
Um, so tonight, Rob Sherwood is back with us, NC0B. He was here on episode 234 three weeks ago, but um, thanks to Windows Update, the phone lines <laughs> were ringing but couldn't be answered. And so um, I started the laptop up instead of two hours early. I, I started it up like five hours early today. Um, so we've, we've got everything, uh, functioning, or at least it, at the moment it is, we hope it stays that way. Uh, but, uh, immediately he said, you know, why don't we do this again? And, and I'll, we'll just do the, the Q and a, so, uh, we're going to do that tonight. He, um, is gracious enough to come back and, and take your calls. Uh, in 1974, Rob started Sherwood Engineering, offering Drake radio upgrades and started testing transceivers in 1976. And he's tested over 100 now, and that data is all available at Sherwood Engineering's website at S-H-E-R-W-E-N-G.com or NC0B.com may be the, the easier way to get that uh, website up. But Rob, thank you so much for coming back. My pleasure. Good afternoon to you, or good evening. Yeah, you know, we had so much to talk about, and we and we still went over time, <laughs> even without the phones running. So we're going to dedicate a lot of time to um, to taking questions tonight. But in the meantime, uh, you received that IC seven hundred five that you had just ordered a couple of days before the show. And so now you have um, your lab data on the IC705, and I've seen some people talking about that and where it is and and what that all means. Um, And for full disclosure, ICOM is a sponsor of HamTalk Live, so uh, we will say that. But uh, when when you were here, you, you were still waiting on it to arrive. But now that you've run it through the lab, what what were your findings on it? Well, I was quite happy with it, and see, it's been up on my website since November 7th. My testing has continued. Matter of fact, the most recent uh, update to the long-form report, several pages now, you can download that at nc0b.com slash 705. No letters in there, just nc0b.com slash 705. And I added... uh, the VHF UHF data that I didn't have right off the bat. And then I had to transmit uh, composite noise uh, this past weekend using the Perseus and down converting uh, the, uh, per- the signals from uh, the VHF frequencies. So um, it's really performs quite well. And you consider it draws 200 mils approximately on receive in comparison to like a 7300 draws about an amp and the 7610 draws a, uh, maybe three amps or something like that. So it's a, a lot in a small package for sure. Now there were, there was some discussion about, you know, where this fell in comparison to uh, the 7,300 and 7,610 and some of those others. And, and there was some discussion about, you know, well, you know, why, why is this a little further down? Is, is that enough to really make a difference or is that just, just the numbers? Well, it's still a big number. I mean, W8JI and I have said for decades, you know, your 80 dB radio is really plenty good most of the time for most of us. You know, not every RF environment. But one thing to notice, if you really want to compare 
the 705 to the 7300 or the 7610 for or even the 9700 um, it the 705 does not have the feature called IP plus which is a linearization feature of some ADC chips but I'm assuming that the chip in the 705 is probably not the same one that's in the uh, 7300 um, due to you know current draw and all that so it doesn't appear to have uh, this built-in dither function, the linearization function. So if you want to compare the uh, 705, I'd say look at the 7300 or the 7610 with the dither turned off. And then you say, well, why do I want to do that? I have yet to have anyone, including myself, the using the other two radios that have the IP plus feature, turn it on and off. I listen, you know, in a some sort of a contest condition. And I don't really notice anything. Now, that doesn't mean that it never could make a difference. And uh, on the lower frequencies, any kind of low-level distortion in these ADC radios, the digital radios, uh, probably covered up by band noise. If you're in a quiet location on 10 and 12 meters or 6 meters, for instance, maybe, theoretically, uh, those distortion products that are covered up by band noise on you know, 40, 80, 160 Maybe they'd be heard. So j- just don't get freaked out saying this number, it's, it's only 88. Gee, 20 years ago, we wish we had an 88 dB radio. And then considering that most of us are going to be using it in a portable environment, at least part of the time, how many of us have a you know, three-element Yagi out in the park bench? So don't get too <laughs> upset about it. Yeah, it, it's... it's uh... I've had the same experience as you, and, and we even tried the IP plus during field day, and, and we always said, well, you know, 7300 may not be the best radio to run during field day because of, uh, you know, other radios in the near vicinity, and we used it and didn't have any trouble at all. Um, and so we thought, well, let's just try the IP plus just to see what it'll do, and I, I really could tell very very little difference um and it actually worked just fine with the ip plus on some people were having an issue with that but um we didn't uh you know i can't say that it's always going to be that way but but um, i'm like you i i can't really tell a whole lot of difference at that level well now do you happen to know um, how old either that 7300 was uh, yeah, I don't know if it was before or after that change that you, you talked about last time. I, I need to look and see uh, if it was before or after that. I think it was before, though. I mean, the the first maybe 10,000 approximately, don't really know. Uh, it, it did raise the noise floor, which on 40 meters would matter not. Um, 10 meters, yes. But if you don't need it on 10 meters, for instance, well, then keep it off. <laughs> Pretty simple. The other thing I want to comment is, you know, these numbers for an ADC direct sampling radio are not exact because every chip is slightly different. And so you'll notice that their second sample for the 7300s for the 7610 and uh, they're different by a modest, you know, some number of dB. So I don't have two copies of a 705, but uh, these numbers are not 
is consistent as our old-fashioned, well, I shouldn't say old-fashioned, our legacy super hits. But again, that's really kind of in the noise to make a pun. So the radio has features that I can't imagine I'll ever even learn to use. I mean, I saw this wonderful 20-minute uh, YouTube by OH8STN, and he's doing digital things I didn't even know existed with his laptop out in, you know, on a park bench or up on a mountain. So this the feature richness is amazing, plus it's all in one box. I just noticed on QTH.com, there was someone wanting to sell their KX3 and a PX3 and a microphone and all the cables because they want to have a 705. Well, you've got one box instead of multiple with all these interconnect things. So uh, you can hook up your IC705 with one micro uh, SD, a micro, um, what do you call it? A micro USB connector USB. on one end, yeah. a standard USB on the other end, and you're done. Yeah, it's digital. nice to have. Yeah, it's nice for digital to have all that. Uh, that interfacing right there in the rig that that definitely helps. Well, any, any other things on the seven hundred five before we move on to the the questions? Well, let's just see what questions maybe the users have. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a little bit of an early break here, um, but we want to give plenty of time for the call. So let me give you the phone number to call. And uh, and what will happen is the system will put you in a queue, so you'll be here and hold music. Just, just keep holding there, and it will uh, patch everybody through one at a time. It's 859-982-7373. So, again... Uh, you can call that number in just a little bit, and um, and it'll just put you in line. So uh, just just hang on there, and uh, we'll get through as many questions as we can. And I uh, saw another tweet just come through, so we've got a couple of those uh, questions already. So we'll start uh, addressing those when we come back. But again, the phone number is eight five nine nine eight two. 7373 and we'll uh we'll give that out a few more times here after the break so uh we'll come back with rob and talk more about um all these cool radios right after this word from tower electronics right here on ham talk live thank you for a lovely dinner aren't you going to ask me in to solder some pl259s well i do have some from tower electronics how can i refuse Consider the sophisticated quality of PL259s from Tower Electronics. From soldering supplies to adapters, connectors to cables, and all types of connectors, Tower Electronics has the parts you're looking for. Well? Just one more connector? You know I love your PL259s. Then by all means, take some with you. Don't be caught without PL259s. Visit Tower Electronics at a ham fest near you. Or visit them online anytime at pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. They also have ham sticks, mobile antennas, and meters, too. See the whole catalog. Go to pl-259.com. Tower Electronics, the ham's dime store since 1978. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. 
Or, if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Oh, yeah. You're talking ham radio, baby. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Tower Electronics is back out on the Ham Fest tour. So keep an eye on these as uh, COVID-19 permits. But uh, on the schedule right now, this weekend, November 20th and 21st in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, And then Ocala, Florida, December 4th and 5th. Plant City, Florida, December 11th and 12th. Uh, the tailgate in Orlando uh, with uh, Jack Moyer on January 16th. Arcadia, Florida, January 23rd. Dalton, Georgia, February 27th. But you can visit them anytime at pl-259.com. But again, you know, numbers are up so uh, on, on COVID. So make sure you check those out before you go. Uh, but they are planning on being at those shows at, at this time. So, uh, we're going to get some of these questions in, uh, that people have been sending in by, uh, Twitter and, uh, and earlier. Be sure you check out Ham Talk Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And again, we come your way every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time at hamtalklive.com. But first, it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week within 9 GSU. Now it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week, the part of the show where Rick tells us a ham radio joke. The Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week is brought to you by QRM Labs. Now, here's Rick Garrett in 9 GSU with today's Ham Talk Live Joke of the Week. I sat down to write a joke about QRM, but I was afraid it wouldn't be well received. This has been the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week with Rick Guerin in 9 GSU. Tune in again next week for another joke from Rick. Well, there we go. Some QRM. Well, Ah, thank you, Rick. And we're back with uh, Rob Sherwood, NC0B, and we're going to start uh, taking your questions here. And uh, we'll do that uh, by Twitter, and we'll do that on the comments here on Spreaker if you're signed in to Spreaker. And uh, we'll also take phone calls. So it is time now for your phone calls. So give us a call right now if you have a question for Rob at 859-982-7373. Again, 859-982-7373. Or if you'd rather type it, uh, go to Twitter and uh, go Ham Talk Live on Twitter. And uh, if you're listening to us on WTWW or on the podcast edition, you won't be able to reach us because we're doing this on Thursday night. So just a heads up there. We've got uh, one from from Germany coming in here. So we'll get to that in a minute. But first, 
Uh, Brett, WI7BG has a question for you, Rob. He says, based on your tests, and let me make sure, yeah, I got your mic back on here. Uh, based on your tests, what features do you think are most important in a state-of-the-art radio? Is it the number of bits in the ADC? Is it superhet versus direct conversion? Is it roofing filters or something completely different? Okay, well, there's a lot of questions there. So first off, I'll say on bits, whether it's a 14-bit or a 16-bit matters not. ADCs have noise. Now, if there was no such thing as noise, then it would make a difference. But if you do the math, the difference in dynamic range of a 14-bit versus 16-bit is a fraction of a dB. So that's in the noise. Well, you mentioned direct sampling and a direct conversion and superhead. So those are all different ways to come up with the same thing. We want RF in and audio out in a very difficult RF environment like field day where you have multiple stations on the same band. Well, then the superhead with a roofing filter will have an advantage, maybe as much as 25 dB from an overload standpoint because – the direct sampling radio is going to see at least the entire band, if not a hack of half octave. For instance, on 20 meters, a typical radio will have a half, half octave filter that might be about 11 megahertz to 15 megahertz. So all that signal that's coming in from the antenna is going to be impinging on the ADC chip. Well, with the more legacy radio with a roofing filter, even if it was an older radio that had a 15KC roofing filter as opposed to like a K3 with a 2.8 or a 500 hertz, the roofing filter is going to get rid of most of the signals before it goes downstream. Now, the KX3, for instance, or the KX2, is a direct conversion. That means it goes right to baseband audio. The direct sampling doesn't really have an IF per ser, per se. So that's uh, that, of course, goes right in from the ADC under the uh, FPGA, the Field Programmable Logic Array. So um, you, you really just sort of need to decide what's my environment today. If you're at your home and you don't have a ham that's 10 blocks away or maybe even a mile or two away, you're probably never going to be worried about it one way or the other. But if you do have a ham really close by or maybe a broadcast station, which hopefully you could get rid of with an external filter, uh, you know, there are times when the, like the hybrid Kenwood or the hybrid New Yezu, both of those two, they're a super hit with roofing filters. So sometimes that's better. So it really does, you know, make a difference as to, you know, what your operating environment is. And so that's, uh, that's some good information. Well, thank you for that. Let me, um, are, let me drop oh, in one, one thing quickly here. Once I finished the first day in the lab, when I got most of the HF data on the 705, I then hooked it up to my high gain 204BA, an antenna that's been up there since 1972. Um, and talk to my friend in Alaska, KL7QOW. I talked to him for 20 minutes. He was running a kilowatt with a Yagi at 105 feet, and I was running 10 watts with a Yagi at 50 feet. And we had a great time. So that was fun. Yeah, that's, that's always fun. 
Well, we've got another question here uh, from Germany, uh, from Ed, DD5LP, and uh, we've got a lot here, and actually sent you this one early so you could uh, have it in front of you here. So while not directly related to, to measurement or performance, uh, I'm sure Rob has an understanding of the, of the internal design of the IC705. And may have an answer for this. Does the IC705, like many other ICOM transceivers, have links or diodes that can be removed to wideband or extend the frequency coverage on transmit as well as receive of the transceiver? Uh, the background of this question is that ICOM UK and I believe ICOM Europe originally stated that the IC705 would cover HF 6 meters, 4 meters, 2 meters and 70 centimeters in the IC705 model for Europe, but later removed the European 4 meter, which is 70 to 70.5 megahertz band from the specifications. The European model, the IC7300, does cover 4 meters, and so it would make sense that the 705 would also have that coverage. Um, if it's a case of ICOM Europe and ICOM UK uh, deciding that they didn't want to have the extra support cost and possibly production cost uh, from the factory to support four meters. That's one possible reason. But uh, he wants to know, Rob, if you can see a technical reason with the HF SDR and down converter configuration, uh, why 70 to 70 and a half megahertz would technically not be possible. Uh, he goes on to say, if it's a case of ICOM leaving the option to the customer to wideband the rig at their own risk, would that also mean in the U.S. the 220 megahertz band would also be covered? Um, they don't have that over in Europe because they use that for digital radio broadcast. So, um, so basically, it comes down to four meters. Uh, what? Why are some of these uh, capable and, and some not? Okay, well, I'm glad you gave me that question a few days ago. So I did spend about an hour or more researching it. And yes, there's a diode bank. And yes, there's a people who have broadbanded it to an extent, certainly in the HF range. So people were interested in 60 meters, and that appears to work. And then I guess if you want to be dumb enough to try to transmit on the citizen's band, you could probably make it do that too with <laughs> a couple more diodes out. And it did broadband on HF. But it it looked like it was going to broadband on four meters because the when you transmit and you've got the the waterfall and the spectrum scope working when you talk you know that's there but there wasn't any output so I don't know the answer to why it's not there but it could be that even though they took the diode out that maybe would have provided that it's possible that the low pass filter that's in the rig to uh, deal with six meters and the harmonics. Um, would they? It it wouldn't pass the seventy seventy megahertz. So, they, I mean, that's just a, a speculation. I don't know, but it, I don't know. In the other rigs, maybe the ones that do cover four meters, they change the low pass filter that would be just for six meters and change it so it works for six and four. And uh, so, why they made that decision, I don't know. But it appears at the moment they uh, no luck on that. As far as two twenty. Nothing. I found nothing on the internet about that whatsoever. So I'd say that's probably zero chance. 
Okay, very good. Well, thank you, Ed, for sending that along and sending it early so we could get that in there. All right, again, phone number 859-982-7373 if you have a question for Rob Sherwood, NC0B, about uh, receiver performance and radio performance. Uh, Give us a call right now. Again, 859-982-7373. Uh, We've got another one here that's uh, asking about uh, the the 7610 and the 590. Um, Any any comparisons between those? Well, you know, for a long time, the 590S and the 590SG were the best bang for the buck. They were a fine transceiver. They had a, some unusual heteronine methods because it was a down conversion radio, a low IF version on most of the bands, except for the work bands, 10 meters and 6 meters. So from a maybe a CWF contest standpoint, uh, it didn't perform as well on 6 meters as, for instance, an Eagle, which didn't have the unusual difference in the way the mixing worked. Then the 7300 came along and suddenly became the bang for the buck leader due to features, if nothing else. I mean, you've got the band scope, you got um, more adjustability on uh, on uh, bandwidths, and the noise reduction was really good. So, and then you jump up clear to the 7610. My goodness. Well, then you've got dual receivers. You've got solid state TR switching for no noise acoustically. And you have the ability to key an amplifier with a FET instead of a relay, although you can do both on a 7610. You cannot on the 7300. You've got two relays making clicking noises with a 7300. And the 7610 has an audio peak filter. I honestly don't remember. I'm afraid to say whether the 590 has an audio peak filter. You can probably figure that out fairly quickly with a quick web search. So, I mean, the 590 and the 7610 are very different. Now, if I was on field day and we've got a CW station and a FT8 station and a sideband station on the same band, I might well pick the 590 simply because it's a roofing filter type radio and uh, would be bothered less by that other station that might be the antenna might be 100 feet away. Okay. Well, that sounds like a. Good answer, and, and again, goes back to environment, uh, which seems to be a, a theme here tonight. <laughs> 859-982-7373 is the phone number. Give us a call. Phone lines are open, and we'll take your calls and questions here. Uh, you can also tweet us at HamTalkLive. And uh, uh, just just a quick uh, thing here. Uh, Troy W9KVR, who's normally a faithful listener live, uh, is is celebrating his birthday today. So, so happy birthday to Troy. 859-982-7373 is the number. Uh, Rob, what else are you, are you seeing? And, and I'm a little curious, uh, about sweepstakes, uh, this weekend. What, what, what are you going to run? Well, I will be running the IC705. It will not be barefoot. That would, of course, be a category. But um, I've been using the 705 uh, two different ways besides barefoot. In Denver, I just drove my Alpha 99, and it put out about 200 watts. 
And so I just had a couple of rag chews that way, just to see if that all worked. And it was a piece of cake. I just needed a, a key line. So that was easy. And then because I am going to be running the 705 in ARRL 160CW, first weekend of December, and the um, ARRL 10-meter contest the second weekend of December, I thought I need a dry run. I need to uh, be sure N1MM Plus is working. So I'll be running sweepstakes to as a test. I'm not going to be trying to really compete. But I well, here's how the setup will be for that. And this is just a choice, of course. I could easily drive the uh, the Alpha up there at the contest station with the 10 watts, and I'd get out a couple hundred watts. That would be fine, and I'd be in the – or maybe back it off to 150 watts to be in the uh, low-power category. But I have an intermediate amplifier from 10-Tech, and you could have one from Eldercraft, for instance, the uh, KXPA100. So I take the – 705 and turn it down to a watt and a half, drive the little intermediate amp, which then drives the big amp. So I'll play with sweepstakes. I may do it both ways. I may try it with the uh, full power, and then I may just turn off the uh, intermediate amp and just run 100 100 watts or 150 watts. Uh, So that's what I plan to do this weekend. All right. Sounds like a good good way to check everything out. And I know you like to – you know, you're you're the expert with all these numbers, but yet when these numbers are so good on so many radios, you, you really like to get in there and and run a few contests with it before you give your <laughs> final say so about these rigs. Well, one one thing is if you are used to the ICOM direct sampling radios, there's almost no no learning curve from an HF standpoint or even two-meter sideband, for instance, um, you know, it just works the same way. So so you're not, you know, trying to pull out the manual to figure out how to change the span on the band scope or whatever. So that's really easy since I have a 7300 and a 7610. So uh, it makes the 705 just, uh, just a slightly different box. Now, if we were talking about all these exotic digital things or D star. Well, then that I don't happen to play in those world, but boy, a lot of people will. Yeah. There's a lot of different modes for a lot of different folks. And, and it's uh, nice to be able to, to have some versatility. You know, well, let's, one thing uh, about the, Oh, one thing with let the, me remind people real quick, 859-982-7373. Cause we're going to, uh, to finish up here before too long. Okay. Rob, go ahead. So I find I like leaving the uh, multifunction knob on RIT, so it's very easy to adjust that if you're in a roundtable and if you are picky on tuning in on frequency, which I certainly am. So uh, the usability is really good, and um, that's how I uh, talk to my weekly schedules. And in this case, if they're scattered around you know, 10, 20, 30 hertz off frequency, just turn that little knob. And so <laughs> a lot of nice features there. Yeah, it's uh, it's always great to have that little knob. <laughs> it's uh, it's always nice to be able to to tune that right in, and and um, I don't know. I, there's just something there about having having dot zero zero exactly on the end too. I, I don't know what that is, but <laughs> it really doesn't matter. But it feels so much better. I don't know. Uh well, I, I think we're we're through everything here that we have tonight, Rob. So uh, 
So we'll uh, finish up here, but uh, thanks so much for coming on and and for researching uh, all the uh, answers to the questions that have come in here and and answering those on the spot as well. And uh, look forward to uh, to hearing your comments after uh, after you've had a chance to uh, to really give uh, the seven hundred five a run on the, on a couple of contests and and see. Uh, what your thoughts are but it sounds like uh you know another great option let me make a sort of generalization comment i did expand my 18 radio list the other day for a new presentation and that that list which uh, i have given it several um, either live or uh, zoom type presentations is the top 18 and now the top 20 individual transceivers, not second samples like I may have mentioned uh, three weeks ago, you know, like there's several up there for the K3 because it went through different iterations and they were all slightly different. And then the fact we have second samples, two samples of several of the direct sampling radios. So if you just simplify it, so we just have individual models and I took out the receivers, there's a couple receivers and so they're not transceivers. So anyway, I tried to decided to expand the group from 18 to 20, and the 705 is number 20. And uh, so uh, in all of those, you can be very happy that you can work a lot of DX in a contest or whatever besides you know just rag chewing, which is not usually a stressful environment. N2IC is a big contester. He used a pair of 590s. And antennas are really important. So you don't have to buy a... $5,000 radio necessarily. And certainly if you're a new ham, I'd never recommend a new ham to go spend a fortune. You know, spend uh, something in the $1,000 range, plus or minus, that fits your budget. And then find out what this wonderful hobby is, and hopefully you'll be doing it for the next 50 years like I am. I, mean, I think I'm up to, well, I licensed in 1961, so a long time ago. So there's not just one radio, and if you look at my chart, some people say, well, gee, i got to buy the top two or three. Well, that's silliness. There's just so many choices a day over a wide price range. You can enjoy the hobby with a lot of different products and any brand you really are connected with. If you've been a Yezu owner for years, you've been a Kenwood owner, Icom, whatever, and uh, so you can stay with a given brand or you can take something new, but um, – the range of performance for the dollar is unprecedented today. Yeah, and I, I think that's something to keep in mind with the 705 because some people are saying, well, you know, it's it's way down the list. Uh, well, you know, is, is, does it really matter? <laughs> I would, you know, the, that's the thing. You don't buy a radio on one number. I don't care what uh, your budget is and how exotic your setup is, is uh, you look at the whole picture of uh, user interface, reliability, factory service, clean audio, receive and transmit, flexible uh, adjustments and things like that. So you've got choices that we couldn't imagine 20 years ago. Well, all kinds of great ones out there. And so find one you like. Try them out, find one you like, and and go with it. So thank you so much, Rob, for, for breaking this down for us and coming back to answer all the questions. And uh, 
we'll do it again uh, when there's some more new stuff out there on the horizon. So thank you so much. Right, Neil. Thank you very much for the invitation. And everyone, enjoy your radio. Enjoy your hobby. Get on the air. Yep. Sweepstakes is a good time to do that. So uh, that's coming up this weekend. Um, so uh, speaking of, of weekend, um, next week is Thanksgiving and, uh, I'm going to be, uh, traveling. So, uh, we're going to take next week off. Um, so just programming note that, uh, we want to have a live show next week. Uh, I'll be back in two weeks and, uh, we'll, we'll pick up from there. But, uh, for now that's a wrap for this week's edition of ham talk live thanks to my guest rob sherwood nc0b and everybody out there in cyberspace for typing in tonight and again uh next thursday is thanksgiving but i'll be back in two weeks on thursday night 9 p.m eastern time and we'll be talking about the upcoming december yoda month special event so uh december is a time when uh, youth get on the air for a special event and last year uh, racked up over one hundred and twenty thousand contacts and uh, they're going to be on the air again so we'll talk about that then and for a list of all of our upcoming guests visit hamtalklive.com and if you like the show please leave us a review on itunes or wherever you listen that helps others find us faster so for now uh, this is neil rap wb9 vpg saying 7375 and may the good dx be yours Don't, 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 don't,